If you like retro video games, then you should check out the Nerd Camp Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. We also want to shout out our other fine patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond, Derek Shirley, Kathy Gutierrez-Figueroa, Old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig, and I am the Rampage. Let's do it. Thing. It is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm more yoked than some egg foo young, man, which is <laughs> all, which is also my rapper name, egg foo young. Jacob, or you're getting maybe- a little too confident these days. You're you're on here with a sleeveless shirt. I mean, you look like you're you're ready to fight your dad in like the middle of a trailer park or something. Uh, I'm ready to fight your dad in the middle of a trailer park, <laughs> my, Jason. My dad. I'll fight anyone's would dad kick right now. Your dude. ass, man. My dad's a my dad's a karate master. Is he really? What belt? What belt is he? black belt? Uh, almost made it to the uh, belt before black. Dude, I'm not scared of an almost black belt. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Dude, my dude. my barbecue beer and freedom. <laughs> Cut off sleeveless shirt. My dad is like 70 and he's got that old man strength. You don't want to mess with him. I don't know, dude. I feel like I could be anyone in a fight that can't get a boner anymore. Like personally, <laughs> that's just me. Like if you can't get it up, we're, well, we can fucking tumble. Instead of talking about my dad's boner, why don't you introduce our guests for this evening? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this guy will uh, definitely make you think about your dad's boner. No, I'm kidding. Um, this uh, this is a this is a personal favorite comic of mine. Uh, he his this is not happening. I I just rewatched it. It has like 4.8 million views on YouTube. Jesus, you know him from your mom's house, from Skeptic Tank, uh, all those good podcasts, and he's a New York Times bestselling author of Free Roll, which you can s- still purchase and make it even more bestselling. Cool. It's uh, none other than Brant Tobler. How you doing today, sir? I'm great, man. I'm great. First of all, thanks for having me. And um, if you want to fight a dad, you can definitely fight my dad. I hate him. So uh, <laughs> yeah, him. I wouldn't be able to find him though. I don't well, know yeah, where. I, I would say I don't know where he's at either. But if you find him, please fight him to the death and, and get rid of him for me. We hear that yeah, out dude. there. If you're listening to this podcast, you know where Brant's dad is. Let him know that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Or don't let him know. And it'll be a sneak surprise. A, sneak attack. Yeah, yeah. Sneak attack. Dude, we might as well start with that. Your uh, This Is Not Happening uh, video or bit or whatever that, that went pretty fucking viral is about the time you tried to kill your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, thank God for Ari's show because it's not... Your, your usual stand-up where yeah. you get to tell a long-form story like that. So it was, uh, you know, when I tried to kill my dad, I, I was mad. I never thought it would help my career so much and get me on Comedy Central. <laughs> and uh, so the, uh, I, I guess it was a blessing in disguise. But yeah, I, uh, 
I won't go through the whole story. You can just watch it on on yeah. on YouTube. But yeah, I have a I have an awful dad. So this was a good start to the podcast. When you talked about fighting dads, I was like, I hope <laughs> you whoop my dad's ass and kick him in his boner. Oh yeah, dude. Do you? <laughs> your dad could probably still get a boner. Your your dad seems like the kind of guy who's just like will die hard. I know he probably will. Unfortunately, I wish I could still get a boner because it is it's been tough been a tough year for me <laughs> i'm really struggling i took these uh i started taking the i have really low testosterone so i started taking these testosterone pellets like in my back but it didn't work that well so i don't know what i'm gonna start taking a shot but yeah i have a. so i think for my i'm i'm 44 so my testosterone is supposed to be between like 700 and 900 and the last time I got it tested, it was at like 137. They were like, Jesus. You have, you have the testosterone of like an 85 year old man. So it was very, <laughs> very embarrassing. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fighting these testosterone demons of, uh, I think I'm just going to get on steroids or something and just blow up. That is so fucking low, it's dude. Cut off shirts and, and some guns like you got going. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Jacob will loan you some of his testosterone. He's yeah, just take some, coursing I, with it. I have more than anyone needs, so you can <laughs> definitely have some of mine. Please take it before I have another kid. Fucking take all of my testosterone. All right, send it. I'll send it over. I'll give you my address. <laughs> they said that uh, COVID lowered people's testosterone too. Did you get COVID? I think I had it at some point. Um, I for sure had something. I never went and tested. I just felt yeah. so bad. I just assumed I had it, so I just stayed home for like three days. But no, this has been an ongoing thing for uh, for quite a while. But I didn't know what was wrong with me, and then um, so I went in and got tested, and then they're like, "Yeah, you have really low testosterone." But I didn't know, you know, because I didn't. It just affected me like sex wise, and I thought it was just. I would just get bored having sex with chicks. I thought I just always, because it would still work if I meet like a new chick, but if I get in a relationship after about like two or three months. So every, every girl in my life's always said, I need a therapy, not testosterone. But I think uh, it's probably both. But I'm, uh, we're just going to start with testosterone because I don't want to go to therapy and talk about how bad my dad was. I'm, I'm just going to avoid that. <laughs> That's, I, I, I love how you just thought it was normal the whole time to just be like, maybe we should try out wigs. And then, then... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. And you know, that's the thing. And in, in every relationship I've had in like the last decade, they're always like, you need to fix this, but it's, it's like an embarrassing thing. You know, it's not like, uh, so I do try to do some stuff, but I'm like, it's just embarrassing to be like, Hey, I can't really get a boner. It's just, sucks. <laughs> so I kind of avoid it, you know, but then, I really want to have a kid. I've always wanted to have a kid and be a dad. And then I get into these awful conversations with the girl I'm dating. They're like, how are we going to have a kid if you'll never fuck me? And then it's uh, it just ends bad. It's not a, it's not a good, it's not a good problem to have. I, I, I like my gout people having gout. I can make fun of, and it's uh, I just can't walk <laughs> occasionally, but this, this low T thing is stupid. <laughs> yeah. They do know you only have to fuck them once to have a kid. Right? I know. I know. That's the thing. I think I might have that because I'm a, I'm 45 years old now, and uh, I think I might have that. I might need to go get checked. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. The more people I talk to that are our age, I'm 44. Uh, it's just I think it's a really common problem, but people just don't really talk about it again because it's yeah. just embarrassing to be like, I'm just a loser that can't get hard. So I, uh, 
I don't talk about it that much, but I also then talk about it when it comes up. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just get it out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Tell girls on the first date, like, Hey, this first month of sex will be good. Then you'll think I'm bored with you, but I just have low (laughs) T. So we got previous guest pepper Goins in the chat room. He says, uh, says your crab feast stories are insane. Oh yeah. Thank you, man. I, uh, that was like the first podcast I ever did was was Ryan Sickler and Jay Larson. And I, I got to tell all these crazy gambling stories. And the Crappies fans are so good to me. And uh, it's crazy how, how far podcasts have come. That was the one I always wanted to be on in the beginning. And now it's not even around. But now everybody has a podcast, which I think is cool. I mean, it's fun. I was looking forward to doing this all day. So it's pretty fun just to get to bullshit and, you know, talk to people. But did you think you were going to come on here and talk about your low T? <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Right out the gate. I like, that's what I like about podcasts is uh, the element of surprise. I never know what's going to happen. So that's why I always enjoy it. Cause I'm always vulnerable, obviously that I'll just talk about this stuff, but I think that's what makes a good podcast. And instead of trying to come on and push a product or be scripted, I'm like, you guys are like, we're just going to bullshit. I was like, that's right up my alley. Let's let's talk about what yeah. a loser I am. So if you do have to uh, have to, uh, to get the shots, are you capable of giving yourself a shot in the ass? I think I would be, just out of uh, the pure embarrassment I've felt for these last couple of years of not getting hard. Nothing's worse than just laying there, limp dick with a girl crying, like, you don't think I'm pretty. I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. I could, uh, I could pretty much do anything to avoid having those... Uh, scenarios again because it's just so you know the poor girls always think it's their fault it's never their fault but they don't you know when they get all sexy and they're naked and then i my dick just lays there like it wants to take a nap it's just embarrassing so i'll take a shot or i'm gonna figure out something or i'll just uh i don't know what i'm gonna do so i i'm good on the testosterone front like i have like i said i actually have high testosterone but i i experienced the same thing my blood sugar gets low because I'm mm-hmm. diabetic. And so when your blood sugar gets low, you experience the same like like high or whatever that you get when you get high or drunk. Mm-hmm. And I get whiskey dick so fucking bad. <laughs> so like like we'll be fucking and that's exercise, right? So my yeah, yeah. sugar goes low and then I can't finish and I'll just like go soft. And she'd be like, "Oh no, you you don't love me anymore." It's like, "No, I just need a cookie." Bitch. Yeah, but all like, you need, all you need is a, a cookie by the bed or just a tube of D fifty. Just squirt it down your throat, and you're good to go. But when yeah. you got low T, that's like, you know, you got to take a shot in the ass. Takes a couple of days for it to get in your system. Well, it's the same kind of thing though, because it doesn't come up fast, so it'll be like thirty minutes before I'm good to go again, and then just put she some just whipped gets- cream. Whip cream on her nipples. That'll get you get a little sugar rush in yeah. you. Get to go. See, the man is here solving problems, Jacob. Like, like dude, yeah. like, like I, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, just, dude, <laughs> add the foreplay into it, and then you get your blood sugar back up. You know, you get get the uh, the spray can of uh, whipped cream, and you're good to go. Yeah, dude, just snort some powdered sugar off her ass, and then I'm <laughs> fucking mainlined, baby. So Pepper, wa- Pepper wants me to ask you if you snuck into any events recently. I haven't. You know, I uh, I went to a concert last night. I went to MGK. A buddy nice. just said, just called me last minute, and said, "Hey, I have a ticket." So I just always I try to I love live music, so I just go to anything. And I I listened to MGK a little back when he was more of a rapper, but. I was like, I'll go, and he put on an incredible show. So I just always love live music, but no, I haven't snuck into anything. I was going to sneak into Game 7 of the 
Stanley Cup Finals out here in Denver if the if it would have went to seven because tickets were just so expensive. But um, I haven't uh, I haven't had to. And you know what? So I used to sneak into a lot of stuff, but it's this is kind of a lame answer. But it's it's so easy now. It's not even fun really <laughs> because of the phones uh, with technology. You know, I can talk anybody into letting me in just by showing like a picture of a ticket because there's a chance for error with technology in the old days when you either had a ticket or you didn't. Yeah. So there was much more gamesmanship and like cat and mouse. And I had to do stuff now, you know, it's like a 55 year old lady that's getting paid $10. that doesn't really care about her job. I could just walk up and put my phone under the thing and, and say, did it beep? I thought it beeped. Did it beep? And then they'll, I mean, it's, it's kind of lame to say, but the, the sneaking in game has got a little too easy. <laughs> you know, I've never thought about that before, that you can just kind of, like, they see so many people, like a thousand people, and within, like, an hour, they're just like, yeah, fucking beep, like, yeah. just come on. Well, sitting here arguing with me when there's, you know, a thousand people behind me, it's like, and they don't care. It's not like their money comes out of their, you know, it's like. Yeah, they don't care. They're making $8 an hour. Yeah. They don't give a shit. <laughs> They shouldn't care. I mean, first of all, if you're watching this and you're a security guard somewhere, just start get that fifty hundred dollar handshake and let people in a door. Make some real money. Like oh, it's yeah. a harmless crime. People are always like, You scared you get in trouble? I'm like, there's no victim except for these billionaire ticket companies. Everyone's right. gonna be as an artist, you just want more people in there. It's like because it's you you know, I don't ever sneak into half sold out shows. It's always something that's already sold out. So I know some people that have like a conscience think it's like the like i can't believe you do that i'm like all the ticket money's gone this it's sold out they they have a set deal just you're gonna go in there and spend money everybody makes money it's like uh it's weird what some people they, they say everybody has a code and like i'll sneak into anything but i have friends that are just like i could just never do that i'm like you're a fucking dork but I, 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 I could never litter so maybe i'm a dork too i just <laughs> refuse to litter but <laughs> Plus, you're sneaking so into you're, to concerts and stuff. Most bands, like musicians and stuff, don't make money off tickets anyway. It's all merch. Yeah, it's right. all merch stuff they're making money off of. Yeah. So I haven't. You know, I haven't. I probably will when the Bronco games come, but it's just. Uh, I just haven't. The summer's been slow anyway. But you know what's funny is then a lot of times I'll talk about this on podcasts, and then people sneak into my shows. I was just about I, to say. I that. love it. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Because one time on a, I think on the craft piece, I told a story. My musician friends told me, if you just got like a laminate, usually I just wear a laminate that works. But one of my musician friends said, if you just put a bag of ice on each shoulder and then just walk through the back, no one will ever stop you. And because you have the ice and they can't really bother you. And they just assume if you're carrying two bags of ice, no one just does that for no reason. But, you know, a bag of ice is like $2. So for $4, I think you could sneak into anything and then you just carry the bags of ice. Then when you get in the venue, you just throw them in the trash or whatever. You could actually just take them to somewhere, just take them up to a, a concession and go, here's some ice. No one would care. But uh, one time I had a buddy do that. He, he was with the line to get in my, he didn't know how to sneak in. He waited in line. So then when he was coming in, the shit just dripped all over. And I was like, you fucking idiot. Just like sneak in or don't sneak in. See that, that's don't like a hazard in, in the, front of the venue that's the move where you walk in with the ice and then you walk into the concession area dump the ice into the you know the things and be like hey i'm gonna grab something to drink on my way out is that cool yeah (laughs) see that's next level i didn't even think of that that is perfect you just go in you dump it in then you grab a couple beers and you go all right and then you just tell the person hey 
Let me tell Josh if you need more. Just say whatever name. Tell Josh if you need more ice. I got to go get some more ice for the other side, but I'm going to take these two. Like, people will just be like, whatever. Now you think. <laughs> right. Then you're in. So, so that you- part, like, I like that part. The, 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 I always like the, you know, because a lot of security guards take it way too serious. So if they were like, you know, sometimes you have a security guard that's like wearing gloves and thinks he's like secret service. So I, and those guys were always the hardest because they really took their job too serious. So I like the battle with them. But now with every ticket on a phone, it's, it's kind of easy, honestly. Yeah. Did you ever have a security guard at a, a stadium or venue or something threaten to take you to that like secret little room <laughs> oh, yeah, that they yeah. have at all those places? Yeah, no, I've been in, I've been to uh, to stadium jail and casino jail, and but they don't you don't nothing ever happened. So yeah. you know, like first of all, they don't they don't usually want to do all the paperwork. They'll just threaten you, and then most people are just so scared, you know. And I've, I they've they've taken me downstairs to these places, and then. But then a lot of times they have to wait for a, a real cop to come and then a real cop will come and be like, what's, what's going on? And they're like, this kid did whatever. They'll just be like, don't do that again. I'm like, all right. Because they don't want to do all the paperwork and, you know, they got to worry about real stuff. That's what I always count on. Like, like I drive a moped. I got a moped for my birthday. And I, I, didn't, I didn't get any insurance or license plate or anything. I just cruise it like a bike. And people are like, are you scared you're going to get in trouble? I'm like, I, I just assume that cops have much better things to do than worry about me on a moped. It's not like I'm ever going to be speeding or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so everyone freaks out. Like you're going to get in trouble. I, I drive by cops all the time. They don't, you know, they wave at me or they say nice, nice moped. Or it's like, they never like, where's your license plate or anything. <laughs> People I worry about, like, I just always err on the, the side of like that. People have better stuff to do than, than mess with the little shit. Or at least you just hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. on a moped, like, even if you hit somebody, it's not like you're going to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I got to worry about them hitting me. But it's funny because yeah. uh, people always shit on mopeds. And now that I have one, it's the best. It's like people, people shit on mopeds and then they love, like, uh, jet skis. But yeah. a moped is just a jet ski on land. It's great. I just <laughs> zoom and I cruise around. And I, I, but I, I, I ride it like I'm like a hell's angel or something. I just break all the laws. No red lights. No, I just do whatever I want. Like I'm, like I'm a Harley dude, and I just cruise around on my moped. And it has a little horn. Sometimes I'll honk at like motorcycle, real motorcycle guys, and they'll be cool. Or sometimes I'll just shake their head. But all moped people, when we see each other, we give a little honk honk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never thought. I never realized how much fun it would be. So someone put it on Facebook for six hundred dollars, right? It's a it's a University of Wyoming one. I'm from Wyoming, so I bought it. And then I wrote it to pickleball because all these old people where I play pickleball every day have mopeds. So I got one and then I showed up and they're like, damn, that's a nice moped. And then I told them I only had to pay 600. They're like, that's like a $3,500 moped. So I got a good deal on it too. So I tell you what, I love it. It just makes me so happy. I never, maybe, I guess I am getting old because cruising around on this moped brings me joy. Like I've never had uh, pepper in the well, chat room said a moped is a low T motorcycle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, it's like, it's amazing. Like what kind of discount you can get when people are afraid of looking gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what on this one? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. But on this one, so then they said, if you come to Wyoming, if you bring $600 tomorrow, it's yours. And I was like, okay. So I woke up and it's like a hundred mile drive. And then I called him to get the address. I was like, Hey, what's the address? And they, they gave it to me and they go, 
we, we think we mispriced this a little bit because we've had 45 people try to call and buy it this morning. But since we told you 600, we're going to give it to you for 600. I was like, yes. So like, yeah, it was yeah. such a good deal. And But that is so funny. I'm going to use that. That the, <laughs> I got low T. The moped is the low T of motorcycles. That's but really fun. Do you have any new Craigslist adventures? No, I've taken a, a little break because I was worried about getting in trouble. I got it kind of like uh, it was going good and people loved the podcast. So the, for those people who don't know, I used to do a podcast called Craigslist Chaos where I'd just get on Craigslist and anybody that put their phone number on Craigslist, I'd just call them and, and fuck with them, whatever they were selling or job or everything. <laughs> but um, then I got someone, I, I made fun of this guy too much and then the lawyer called and there's all these rules about uh, recording people. Certain yeah. states have different rules, which I never, I just would get on Craigslist and pick a town and go, okay, today we're going to Cincinnati, Ohio. And then um, I, I have some lawyers called my lawyers saying, like, I can't just be recording people without their knowledge. So yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to sue me for, but I just kind of, and I, I just got, I was doing so many podcasts during the pandemic. I just got a little burned out. So I've been, I'm working on this new podcast now because I'm starting to, because I have a podcast studio at my house. I, I, I'm sitting upstairs on my couch like an idiot. I should at least be down in the studio <laughs> with you guys, better lighting and better sound. But, uh, but yeah, I got a little, you know, when I did just didn't want to deal with nonsense. Uh, and my girlfriend at the time got scared when the lawyers started calling. So, but it was fun, man. It was, uh, <laughs> I would like to do it again if I could, figure out a way to do it without having to deal with lawyers. Oh yeah. There's, there's crazy, though, weird, there's like, weird laws about uh, people have to consent to being recorded. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of a risky maneuver, but, but like they, the then you have like crank yankers too, where it's all prank calls and yeah, but I, so I know, so I know pretty, I'm so the, so long weird story, but Jimmy Kimmel's little sister is one of my best friends. And then her, her brother Jonathan, who uh, is Jimmy's youngest brother, that's his show. He runs a show, so I talked to him about it. So they had to—I don't know if they still had to—but in the beginning, they'd have to go to Vegas, and they had to record the calls from Vegas because Nevada had different laws. Hmm. But I think there was still—I think it's like a state-to-state thing where mm-hmm. there's certain places. So I know he—I mean, obviously with the TV show, they have lawyers and they do it all the right way but uh i know that for, i know in the original crank anchors they had to record in vegas yeah so all the actors i mean all like the celebrities that did it would have to come to vegas to record it and they couldn't record in la so it's one of those things i hate rules and i just got you know it was just something i did for fun and then anytime rules get involved i usually check out because i don't i fucking hate rules and the second I hear about a rule. I just want to break it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Brant, you just the the only thing you can't do on here is say the n word. So you know what you got to okay, do. Well, we're, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I would bring that out of me. But that's I, a uh, pretty good rule, probably. Yeah. Um. I think the most like I I've never snuck in anywhere because the the only places I've ever wanted to sneak into like chances are like I know someone who works the door or some shit like that, so I can just yeah. get in. But I am like a serial like Walmart self checkout thief. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like shit that I don't even want or need. I'll just throw it in the buggy and be like, yeah, we'll just slip it in the bag at self checkout and we'll steal like some like fifty dollar curtains or some shit like that. 
Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, uh, I know, and I'm too old to be doing this, but I just, that's like the, I've never done a drug, but that's like my adrenaline rush. But I'll tell you what, one time, probably, I was probably 35. I was, I always still like, the one place I always steal from is the airport. I hate, I hate the airport because I think it's such a, it's a monopoly where they just raise the prices and you can't, there's no, you can't do anything about it once you're in there. That's it. If you want a bottle of water, it's $7. You have no option. So I was, I've always stole from the airport. Even if I had a billion dollars, I would steal shit from the airport just because I'm just principal. But when I get drunk, I, I used to, when I was a kid, we'd always steal just from like the gas station. And then I, so I just have that mentality of, cause you know, beef jerky was so expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'd always steal beef jerky cause it was just so much, it was just expensive. But then one time in like my late thirties, I was drunk and I went into this gas station and there's a young kid behind the counter. He's probably 23, 24. And I, I jacked some beef jerky. I put it in my back pocket and then I get like a Gatorade and something like some peanut M&Ms or something, let's say. Right. And I go up to the counter and I put the M&Ms down in the Gatorade and the guy's like, okay, M&Ms, Gatorade, the three beef jerkies in your back pocket. And I was like, Oh, this is so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and he just full out called me on it when I, I'm like 15 years older than him, supposed to be an adult. And then I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I mean, I tried to like talk my way out of it, but he just had to look at me like, you fucking idiot. You, you're stealing beef jerky. You're a grown ass man. But. <laughs> hey, if you're going to steal something, at least get the, the, you know, at least get the, the good stuff, you know, like yeah, beef, beef jerky. Because that shit is expensive, man. Yeah. It's just when I was a kid, it was just, I could never afford it. So. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Dude, it's I still a bad can't habit. afford beef jerky. Yeah, my my ex girlfriend, she because I'd always steal a magnet from the airport wherever I go just to put on the fridge, just an, another just harmless stupid thing. But you know, she hated it. She was always so scared, like I'd get caught and they were going to detain me and we'd miss our flight and all this. I'm like, they don't, no, there's no real security in these gift shops. They don't care. Yeah, like the what are they gonna do? Arrest you and demand to see a picture of your fridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I know you got a motherfucker. Yeah, I'm the notorious magnet airport magnet stealer. Uh, have Brent? Have you ever had egg foo young? What, what What's your opinion? Oh, I think so. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't. I, I it sounds like I have. What is it? It's like soup. No, it's like a fried like. Chinese egg omelet. Uh, I don't know. Probably here's. I mean, I don't know because I don't. I whenever I go to Chinese food, my girlfriend would always just order for us, and then I would just eat what came. <laughs> yeah, that's get, a dangerous I, game. She knew she didn't want me to get in trouble for doing a stupid accent or saying something dumb, or uh, yeah. she just knew I was dumb. So I, I've had a lot of different Chinese food. I think it sounds like something I've had, but I don't. To be honest, I don't know the difference. I would just, she just would order a whole bunch of shit, and then I would eat whatever I like. Anything that didn't have vegetables. I'm like a little yeah. kid. I don't, I don't want vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, you out. <laughs> you and Jacob, what, what is your, what, yeah. what is your, uh, why do you don't like vegetables, man? Vegetables are good. You they know, taste I mean, bad. They're, they're all right now, but I think why I don't not. like vegetables when I was a kid. You know, my parents would give us vegetables with dinner and then I'd have to eat them. Well, I couldn't get up from the table until I finished my meal. And then, so I'd eat like the good stuff, like chicken and mashed potatoes and everything. And then like peas, like I hate peas and stuff. Cause a lot of the time I would just sit there 
and let them get all soggy and like cold and gross <laughs> and really just punish myself and then have to choke them down. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm like a kid. Part of being a, you know, I, I just eat whatever I want, which is not always good for me, but that's what I love about I don't have parents anymore. I just, you know, I just get whatever I want. So, well, you know, if you, I get vegetables when I could get something good, you know, if you eat some vegetables, maybe some avocado, you know, you'd raise that testosterone yeah, I, up I, a little know, bit. I'm doing better, like avocado. And like when I lived with my girlfriend, she'd make meals every night. And then she, she was a really good cook. So she would put vegetables in without me even noticing. And then the food was just so good. Mm-hmm. So, when I lived with her, I ate a, I ate a ton of vegetables. But now that I'm on my own, it's just uh, it's just fast food every meal. It's not it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the, the only anymore. time the only time I'll eat vegetables is if I'm the one who's cooking. If like they're deep, I'll, deep fried and <laughs> coated yeah. in no, butter. No, not even that. Well, it's like <laughs> like I'll put uh, like I put red bell pepper in a jambalaya I made the other night, and normally. I, I wouldn't fuck with red bell pepper, but the fact that I did it and I put it in my thing that I you made. Know, everything else in the jambalaya negates the red bell pepper that you put exactly. in there. But here, here's the simple answer, Jason. I'm a grown man and vegetables taste bad hey, and I don't want to eat them. Don't so get therefore me wrong. I fucking don't. I, the best part of being an adult is being able to eat whatever the fuck you want for dinner. Like if I want to eat Absolutely. a whole goddamn box of Oreos, I can do it. But at oh, yeah. least two to three times a week, I'm going to shove some vegetables down my throat because oh, I want to live dude. past 50. Yeah, and I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I just, that's where we differ. I got to mix in more vegetables. But again, I just eat out every meal. So it's, I mean, I guess when I go to like Chipotle, I get corn and some avocado. and I don't know. But I think you're right. I should mix it in a little more, but. But also, fast food is just designed to be so fucking good that yeah. you just want it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. I could definitely be healthier, but... We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. My other problem, I love soda when I should be drinking water. Oh, I just dude! Love cherry coke all day. <laughs> oh yeah. I haven't had a regular glass of water dude, in a year. I I've been drinking the zero uh, sodas, dude. Uh-huh. The best soda of all time oh, is really? Dr Pepper, uh, cherry zero. It is Ooh, so uh, yeah. good. All right, I'm gonna have to try it because I usually get Dr Pepper and cherry coke, but that'll. Uh... All right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna next time I buy a 12 pack, I'm just gonna get that because I see it sometimes, but I've never went for it so i'll try it it's good it's yeah. like it's the best soda on the planet all right i'm in have you oh. have you had the dark berry dr pepper Mm-mm. no yeah it's, it's is it in it a tastes, can or it's in the machine or it's, like a uh, they have it everywhere it's uh like you can go to walmart and get like a six pack of the the dark berry dr peppers is it good it's really good actually i think it's better than the cherry all right 
it's, get one each. Six it's, pack of both. It's like a it, it's it tastes kind of like a blueberry, but it has like a bite to it. That's why it's dark berry. I like it. Like it's like blueberry, but a little sexy. You know what I mean? Who's that behind you? Wolverine, right? Yeah, that's that's huge, Jackman. It, it might be a Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, with with me with my head where Wolverine's head's supposed to be, it's it's a little Dane Cookish. I, I, I figured that's what it was, but man, there's a little Dane Cook to it that I might. That looks like yeah. Dane. Speaking of Dane Cook, he's had a week. Uh, oh, so he got dude. I have a hot take on this. Honestly, like go f- you go really expect Dane Cook to not have an 18 year old girlfriend. Like, do the math on it. She was 18. Like, you expect him to not just smash straight 18-year-olds? <laughs> like, you wouldn't if you had the chance, you know? I mean, there, dude, I'm 45. There, there's a there's a cutoff limit there somewhere. Like, low, yeah, and the age low 20s. 18, dude. That's 20, the cutoff. 25 and under. Like, that, there's, there's a cutoff range there where it just, well, anything below that is just straight up creepy. Well, here's the thing. Under 18 is illegal. Under 21 is sleazy. Like, be as sleazy as you want. I'm not bro. rich enough to be sleazy. That's the problem. <laughs> and Dane Cook is. He was in Planes, Fire, and Rescue. He has all the money in the world. And can I, can I ask this question, too? What did he do to his face? Yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. It's some boat. I don't know. My that first Planes thing- money changed him. First week, first week I lived in LA, I went to Dane Cook's house, and I was like, I can't fucking believe I'm at Dane Cook's house. Does he have wild. a nice crib? Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful yeah. crib, and um, he was having a big party, and I went with, I knew his sister a little bit, his younger sister, and then we went, but he doesn't drink, so it was weird, and I had a big beard, and I had like a pretty cool thrift shirt on, and it was that part of LA that nobody knew who I was. So everybody thought I was somebody important. So it was like, people were super nice to me at Dane's house. And there was like, uh, it was just so surreal because I would just see, all, you know, you just, Dane Cook was so famous. When I started being a comedian, I was just sitting there like, I can't believe I'm in Dane's house. But he, yeah, we would go to his house once in a while, but he doesn't drink. So he'd do these like nerd game nights. And it just was like, kind of, it was kind of, I, I, I had some, I had a crazy, one time we were there. It was a crazy story. One time we were there, and it was me and my best friend Jeff Die, and um, uh, what's the girl from the Pussycat Dolls? Nicole Scherzinger. So we went there, and we we're drinking, and then most the people around Dane won't drink because Dane doesn't drink, but we were drinking. We we're sitting at this big table playing board games, and then uh, Nicole Scherzinger's on her phone, and I'm just being nosy looking at her phone, and she's texting Shaggy. Like the rapper Shaggy. I go, are you texting Shaggy? She goes, yeah, Shaggy will be here in a minute. And I was like, oh, shit. I like Shaggy. So then Shaggy shows up at Dane Cook's house, and he has, like, his new music. He has his new CD, like a CD. And then he says, hey, Dane, do you have somewhere we could listen to this? And then he just, he has one dude with him, and Nicole Scherzinger had one girl with him, with her. And then the four of them just went in this room in Dane's house. And listen to the CD. They didn't even invite Dane in there. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. And then Dane had one of those little, uh, this is how long ago it was. It's right when those little, like, scooter things that you, you just stand on and drive around. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time I saw one of those. So then we all just, like, drove around Dane's kitchen. And Dane sat there. And, like, all the nerds that were at his game night sat there. And then, the, 
Nicole and Shaggy were in this room for like an hour. And then they came out and then Shaggy just left. And then Nicole hung out for a minute. And then we, me and Nicole and Jeff and her friend just went to a bar because we were like, I don't know. It's weird. Not that I know some people are sober and stuff, but it was just like, it's so weird to be around just all adults that are sober when you're like drinking. But he hung out with like younger kids then. I was like, I was surprised he didn't really hang out with famous people. He hung out with like open micers and like young hmm. chicks. It was just, it was just a weird, it was just, he was just, he was always nice. The few times I was around him, he was nice, but it's always just a weird vibe because then like his openers and stuff wouldn't, they were scared to drink around him. I was like, this shit's so weird. One time, one of his openers, he, we were in the laugh factory and then Dane walks in the back and one of his openers has a beer and he just handed it to me as fast as he can. Like he's getting in trouble. I was like, you're a grown-ass man, you fucking dork. Just drink your beer. So is, is Dane like an alcoholic? And he, he doesn't drink? Oh, he's drink sober. He said, he's never done anything. He's, he's, I don't think he's ever drank is what he said. Really? Uh, see, that that I don't trust. That's some like Jonas oh, yeah. Brothers purity ring shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Dane and Dalia never, ever drink. I don't think they ever, either of them ever have. Mm. See, that's not a good correlation. Yeah. <laughs> Dane and Deleon. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to get compared to Chris Delia right now. <laughs> yeah. But no, Dane, he was nice, but it was it's just a weird vibe, man. He just always had weird It was just weird young girls, which I get young girls. I'm with you, like, I mean, I, I, I'm 44, but I, I'm pretty immature still. I think my cutoff, I mean, if they're in a bar, if I'm in the bar and I'm having drinks and a girl hits on me at a bar, I think it's fair game, but I don't think I could date anyone. Again, I'm just talking about hooking up too. Yeah. Like dating a 23 year old, I don't know what we'd really talk about. You That's know? Like, the I thing. Don't... Like, there's such a generational gap there. Like me, like I have, I barely have anything in common with Jacob. <laughs> Dude, you say that, but but you're in your 40s, and I'm 22, and we're we're like best friends. Like yeah. we. We get on because we like the same stuff. But if it was just like some other, but imagine random... if I was a chick. Well, imagine no, if I was if, a chick I'm just saying like the same stuff. What other 22 year olds are into the same stuff that you're into? Because we're into the same kind of stuff, like you know, like gaming, like video games, and you know, every 22 year old comic books and games. stuff. Every 22 year old, dude, the average 22 year old, like, like all they care about is like TikTok and weird dances yeah the girls but like like 22 year old dudes like every single one is video games and comic books and fucking like old 80 movies 80s movies like most of the other 22 year old guys early 20 year old guys that i've met especially some of the comedians around here turn out to be psychopaths (laughs) that's all comedians (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I'm a psychopath too, dude. Like you know I am. Wait, yeah, where but, are you but, guys? Lo- where are you guys located? We're, on, we're in Mississippi. Yeah, we're on the oh, Gulf Coast. Yeah. How is how is the comedy there? Not great. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> it's Both okay. me and Jason kind of suffer from like the big fish in a little pond thing, where it's just there's just not a lot of shit happening. How yep. many shows like a week? Like three, maybe, if you're lucky. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, we could travel it's... and do more, but that's the problem is having money to travel at this point. Yeah. It's so it's like freaking if you're looking expensive to, like get... to go like If you're looking to get paid, you're lucky if you get paid once a week to do a spot. 
Yeah, when I started in Vegas, it was, I mean, we only had one show, one open mic on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Yeah, that, it was, that's it was the greatest. I tell you what, it might have been, I mean, I've done a lot of cool shit in my career, but those nights, uh, when you did be Sunday and you'd just be counting down the hours till you got to go yeah. to this shitty ass bar in this <laughs> shitty ass neighborhood. And it, I mean, it was just the best. You drive down the street, just in like where all these warehouses are, and you drive down the street. And then there's like a big parking lot in front of the, the shitty little bar. It was called Boomers, Boomers Humors. And, and those nights when you come over the little hill and you'd see like 20, 25 cars in the parking lot, there was no better feeling. You're like, oh, shit, we got, we got a newbie. Somebody brought, brought an audience or something. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I've done huge shows for 2,000 people. Still didn't get the feeling I felt on those nights when you're like, Oh, my friends I started out with, you know, you'd see, oh, there's Brandon's truck. There's Matt's car. He's here. These, my guys are here. The girls are here. Then there's all these random cars. That means there's an audience here. It's, it's about to be on. Oh, dude, that's such a relatable feeling for yeah. comics. Like, yeah. like any comic that's had, that, that has that like grind period of open mics that just like, we're like every single week, every like, like two nights a week. You just performed a fucking nobody. Oh, no and then way. there's the one good one. Yeah, man, those nights were the, you know, it's, it was so much, it was crazy. And when we started, the guys above us were bullies. You know, yeah. And I, I loved it, though. I love, I mean, because we were, when I started, there's probably a group of us, about 10 of us that started around the same time. And then they were just dickheads. And then five of us, we survived it. And five of us just quit, you know, but I always tell the story we would just be sitting there in the booth, like right working on our, on our sets. And then the older guys would come in and look at us. Well, they'd say shit. You're not allowed to say anymore, but I mean, you could figure it out. Like, look at these fucking losers. And then over time, it would just be like, then like three weeks later, they'd come in and be like these fucking guys. And then out of three weeks out of that, they would just kind of look and smirk. And then, then one time they're like, what's up, fellas? And we were like, oh, <laughs> we're not fucking losers anymore. They acknowledge us. It was like, that was like big, big moments, man. When, especially when you're starting, you don't get paid. Yeah. So to, yeah. to, to like get the, to get them to acknowledge us is like, you know, they never, like we were, and they were way better than us, but to them acknowledge that we weren't just like, luckily we made it through that, that, that like probation period. And then, a group of other young comics came and then they were just dickheads to them and we were just kind of in the middle which was it was just so cool man it's it's as shitty as this job can be we have to i mean those at that time it wasn't a job but there was no money but looking back man those days starting out man those were the were those first couple times when you do good i remember the first time i did good i was like oh I'm going to be so famous. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what makes it all worth it. Whenever you're, you're, especially when you're starting out and you're, you're, you're scraping and clawing for every single laugh and you're like, man, I'm, I, I don't know if I want to do this. And then you just have that one killer yeah. fucking set uh-huh. where you're just running the room and you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, I was lucky for me. It was the first time. And that's only because I chickened out so many times. So I, I chickened out and I chickened out. And then I was so prepared my first time, which I think is so rare. Most people aren't prepared. So people are always like, did you bomb the first time? I was like, I actually did really good the first like couple times. 
because I didn't know that you couldn't do the same jokes. You know, I thought you had to do like a new five minute in the beginning. Yeah. So I wrote like five, five minute sets. And then I, and again, they weren't looking back on it. They weren't great, but at the time they were good enough, but I was so, I would practice and practice and practice them. And then I would go to the open mic and, or I'd sign up for the open mic. And then the day of, I'd like call the guy and tell him my dad died or something which is funny now to think like I would make up excuses. Like the host gave a shit if I came or not. And yeah. then, uh, so the first couple of times I was like really prepared. And then uh, of course, after that, you know, then I ate it for a long time. Or once I start to think I was good, which still happens to me to this day, I explain to people all the time is like, anytime I think I'm really good at this shit, I just know the next time. I'm the, you know, the comedy gods are gonna be like, Oh, you, you feel you're feeling pretty good. Watch yeah. this. And I'll tell myself, I'll go, okay, even to this day, like I, I did really good the other night, just, just all crowd work off the cuff. I just said, fuck it. I just went up there and just destroyed the room talking about what happened before. And like, and I would never say that I destroyed, I'm always saying this for the context of the story, but people are coming over and being like, damn, that was so cool to watch. And I was like, feeling good. And then I told myself on the drive home, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe I just got it now. Maybe those days maybe I just end that good. And then of course the next set just ate shit. And I was like, what are, what are you thinking? Well, you can't outsmart the comedy gods. They can hear you. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's so weird how that worked, but man, those, I'll never forget those first times. I mean, I just still, uh, when I go back to Vegas, I'll go, I perform at the MGM now or at the stratosphere, but I'll still just go to these rundown bars that are still doing the same shows. And people are like, why do you come to this? I'm like, this is what I love, man. This is where it all started. I like yeah, the chaos. You you definitely can't replicate that atmosphere yeah. of, of like bullshitting with like other comics and like yeah. like roasting each other a little bit before yeah. a show. Heckling, like, we'd heckle each other from the. Cr- I mean, just <laughs> I just like the chaos of the, the camaraderie between comics when they're real comics. You know, some of these comics are fucking yeah nerds and comedy police and the woke police and they want to tell i mean we're comics like we if i if i say something in the back of the room i hate when someone then takes it right to facebook be like i can't believe brant said i was like bro we were fucking comics where you were in the circle of trust of like not that it's ever that bad but it's like what are you talking you don't tell on each other we're supposed to have each other's backs i hate when comics fucking come at other comics like you guys are losers one time a comic a very old established comic told me we were watching a tv show in a green room and i think it was amy someone had a tv show and we were like this show sucks or something we were kind of shitting on the show and he's like yo we don't do that he's like you root for whatever that comic's doing because you want them to do good so then the networks will be like okay we used a comic for this show let's keep using comics. And I, I never thought of it like that. I mean, you always hear it's not, it's not a competition between us, but there's always gonna be a little competitiveness. But when he told me that I was like, I should always root for comics to do good because then that'll just give comics more chances. But I mean, it's easy to say yeah. there's still sometimes I'm like, man, fuck that dude. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that dude yeah. Sucks, man. People are like, oh, like, oh, that girl sucks. She's awful. Well, I personally like I I will hardly even give a comic like the time of day if they're not funny. Yeah. Like, like I mean it's it's that kind of thing where like 
uh, you you kind of have to earn people's respect in a way. It's yeah, like yeah. If, if you're not funny as a comic, then like I'm not even gonna talk to you. Well, it's a, it's a different story if it's somebody that's not funny but wants to learn and be funny and and it's well, just, if they're just starting uh, out. That's friendly. an exception. But if they <laughs> think they fucking know everything and their shits their sets like shit, then fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, humble humble comics. I'm okay if you're humble and say, and I see you trying to work. And unfortunately, some people just never get funny. Yeah. I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's just never going to happen. You can't tell people don't have dreams, but I still at least respect those people that they're just never going to be funny. They're just not good writers. They're just not good performers. Some people are just so unlikable, not even their fault. You know, one of the things when people ask me young comic, sometimes I just, they don't really understand. It. I'm like, you're just real likable. It's like unteachable. And then there, I, but there's occasionally some people, I can't tell them this to their face, but I'm like, man, you're just, you're just unlikable. Not even your fault. The second you walk up there, like yeah. the way you dress or just your face is like, <laughs> you just have a face that, which I hate. But you can't you really have a punchable like, face as well. You just have like a, you just have this like face that like, you just, I just don't, I'm, you're a nice guy, but I just didn't like you the second you walked in here. So, <laughs> see, that's <laughs> unfortunate for some people. Like what? It, like there's some people like Martin Screlly who just have a punchable face, yeah. and I feel sorry yeah. for people like that. Like you were just born with a face that just looks like I want to just put my foot in it. <laughs> that guy's a dickhead, though. Yeah, and I he just a- lived. He just he he just leaned into the dickheadishness. Yeah. Buying the Wu-Tang album and then not releasing it. Like, fucking <laughs> asshole, dude. But I can give a comic example of that. I don't know if you, you might know this guy, Brant, but Andrew Youngblood, he, uh, he opens for Norman, and he, he owns the secret group in Houston. Uh, I, I did a few shows with him. He, um, he has, like, the most punchable face. Like, really? He, yeah. He like walks into a room and, and you're like, that guy's like too good for his own shit. Like you think he's going to be a dickhead to everybody. And he's like the nicest fucking person. Yeah. But his but, face looks like grumpy cat. That's how my best, <laughs> my best friend Jeff died. He, he's just so good looking that, and he just yeah. wears like, uh, his outfits are just like LA cool guy shit. He just wears like high end, like what I, I mean, I don't even know how to explain what he wears. But when I would, he would come, we'd go to the Midwest or something, or like my friends in Wyoming are just like, what the fuck is he wearing? Why? And I was just like, but then the girls love him. And I just felt, and he's the nicest guy and he just wants everybody to like him. But it's, it's not, I mean, you can't feel too bad for him because he is just incredibly good looking. And most of the time he's surrounded by women after the show. It doesn't matter if dudes want to talk to him, but yes, shit like that. But I mean, like Norman's a good example of the opposite. He's just so likable. He's just goofy comedy. Yeah. Let's blow some dudes and do some lines and ride a motorcycle <laughs> comedy. Well, he's he's low key hot too, though. Yeah, like Norman's very attractive. Yeah, he has like the six pack abs, and he has but that. His like... Comics, we are like, man, fuck these good looking dudes. <laughs> yeah. How Which, do you yeah. have a six pack? Yeah, how do you have six pack abs and be a comedian? Like, how does that work? That just two <laughs> that's things. That's like oil and water. Yeah. What do you go right. be a model or something? Go be an actor. Go be a fat piece of shit like the rest of us, yeah, fucko. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's another uh, thing I always talk about. Like, 
and I, I'd be curious if it's happened to you guys, but the bigger the comic I've ever met, the cooler they are. Hundred percent. The only business when they're always like, you don't want to meet your heroes. But for me, since we've all gone through the same, you know, shit, like they any time. I mean, the biggest comics in the world have been so nice to me because they just know. At whatever point I've met them, they've been at that point at some point, and they—they, they, it's just so cool. You know, people always ask me like, "What comics do you hate?" I'm like, "The ones I hate, you would never even know. They're just like, they're just these yeah. old dudes who just didn't make it and are bitter." But like the bigger comics are fucking the coolest. I, I always think that we're so lucky because if we're like, you know, if you're like a basketball player playing at the park, you don't get to go talk to Michael Jordan, but you could be doing like a second open mic and. David Tell might walk in and he would be mm. fucking cool to you because he's David Tell. It's like, I think, I think it's the only, that's, that's my, the good side of this is that it's the only business where you can just talk to the greatest of all time and they'll be cool to you. But I also hate that this is the only business where if you could just write your name on a piece of paper, you get to say you're a comedian, which is fucking absurd. Mm. Because yeah. like, if you even went to karaoke like three times and you sucked, they'd be like, Hey man, just stop coming here. <laughs> But in comedy, these fucking people are so entitled. They're like, well, I'm a, I'm a comedian, and I wrote my name down, so I get to go up and be a comedian. It's like, no, you, we, we deal with it a lot here in Denver. They, they think like, you know, sometimes you go to open mic, and they put your name on the list, and they're like, when the list doesn't go in order, they fucking throw a tantrum and get online and be like, this isn't fair. I got there an hour early, and then I had to go up like an hour and a half later. It's like, yeah, because you suck. <laughs> And we've all been doing it fucking 15 years. So the second I walk in, I'm going up whenever I want to. Because for the 12 years before this, I sat and waited two hours. And I'm fucking really good. And they want the show to keep going. If they keep putting up shitty comic after shitty comic, everyone's going to leave. Well, that's still not fair, though. It's like, get the fuck out of here with that fair shit. (laughs) So I I hear Denver has a pretty jumping comedy scene these days. Ah, it's great, man. You know, when I left L.A., we're lucky because I think I think the comedy works here. The downtown we have two comedy works here, but I think the downtown one's like the third best club in the country, besides like the comedy store and comedy cellar. Like it's just perfect. Like low ceilings, dark. I mean, like Chappelle will come about twice a year and just do like seven shows. Like Segura, even though Segura just did the basketball arena here two nights, you know, last year he just came through and he just wanted to perform in the room and. So like we, I mean, we had a run, we had a run earlier in the spring where I opened for Soder, Ari, Gillis, and then who else? I think Tim Dillon in like a month of just sold out fucking monster shows. Wow! So, oh yeah, dude. And they're just doing comedy works because they want to. I mean, they could do theaters if they wanted. You know, they do do right. theaters other places. So we're super lucky, and the owner Wendy is like super cool and she just lets us do our thing she doesn't give a shit about yelp reviews or she just lets us take chances and if we miss you know so we're we we just and the scene's good i mean there's there's so many breweries here there's shows every single night and these other little comedy clubs have popped up so there's plenty of stage time here and uh overall the comedy's the comedy's pretty good i've been seriously thinking about moving to denver the last few years yeah it's a good spot, man. I was about, I'll never leave here. When I left LA, uh, I didn't know where I was going. I was going to either go here to Phoenix, and um, 
my family's all in Phoenix, so it was a pretty easy choice. I came here. And, uh, <laughs> Plus Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix is like, like living in hell. I mean, how do you even yeah, live yeah. in Phoenix? But, I mean, it's like a super easy in-and-out airport. There's a ton of shows around here. You got all four seasons. You got all four sports teams. You got the most incredible music venues. It really is a cool place. You know, I, uh, if you are looking to move somewhere, this would not be a – I mean, like in the old days, you're supposed to move to LA or New York, but I don't think you have to do that anymore. The yeah. game's kind of changed. Oh. So, if I was going to move, I mean, if, if I tell young comics, Denver's Denver's a good spot. Denver's got a lot of stage time. Well, hell, I play drums too, so I might be able to find a band to get in. Oh, I'm sure you could, and we have the best venues. I mean, Red Rocks. I don't know if you've ever been to Red Rocks. It's Dude, incredible. I have. I that's one of my bucket list things is go to wow. Red Rocks. I've seen so many. Like on, I mean, not like in person, but like on video, like concerts yeah. and 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 comedy shows done at Red Rocks. I'm like, man, that's yeah. like one of my bucket list things. You see it, yeah, you'll man. be like, holy shit, this is the most beautiful place. But yeah, it's a Denver's a good spot, man. I'm yeah, man. Bare Naked Ladies convinced. did a concert there. Yeah, I've seen Bare Naked Ladies. They put on an incredible show. And weed, okay. weed's legal. Oh yeah, if you're into weed, we got all the weed you want, and we got all these fancy beers, and they got mushrooms here. I mean, they got good food. I don't. There's nothing really to complain about, you know. I mean, they complain it's just all like straight white dudes, but it's all right. It's not that. Yeah, dude, fuck straight white yeah. dudes. Am I right? Oh, well, I don't know what to say about that, but we, we got good tastes, and you know, anybody can come here. We just keep coming. I don't know why Any, anybody else can come here. It's a pretty good spot. It's Hell the yeah. climate, dude. It's perfect for plaid shirts, and that's just what right. attracts straight white dudes. <laughs> yeah, is plaid little, shirts, little beanies, plaid shirts. Grow a beard out. There's, there's that's yeah. uniform here. Get a Subaru. <laughs> have some green chili. Pretty, it's pretty easy Denver life. Hell yeah. Well, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Um, Jacob, is there anything oh. else you wanted to ask him before we? Uh, oh, bye. I loved it. Yeah, dude. I know we've already done an hour, but yeah. I just. Sweet. We I, definitely got to have you back because this is yeah, anytime, for sure. Yeah, there's fun. definitely a lot of questions. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of questions that I definitely left on the cutting room floor, but I, I need to ask you before we get out of here, something we ask a, a few of our guests kind of regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, Brant, what, what was the last time you shaked your pants? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that I'm doing this uh it's i'm like doing I'm this shit in my a, pants right now <laughs> as a fit. um it's kind of a weird it's a weird story so uh it was it was about a month ago but um hell yeah so i was engaged to a i was engaged to a pretty awesome girl and the the low t thing to bring this full circle the low t thing kind of messed everything up and oh. she she moved out uh a couple months ago and then, um, so for Christmas, she bought me, for Christmas, she bought me these special boxers, like an Instagram ad, you know, like $50 boxers. She's like, do you, have you ever had these boxers? They're supposed to like hold your balls all special. And I was like, babe, I don't need $50 boxers. Like just, I just use like, I just need regular boxers. And she's like, but they're supposed to be great. I was like, I don't, I don't want them. Thank you. But I don't need $50 boxers. But of course she bought me these $50 boxers, right? So I open them up on Christmas Day, and I open them, and I go, and she knew I was going to propose because we were looking at rings. I didn't know when, but I said, you know what? I'm going to save these 
till the day that I proposed to you. So, um, so then in a crazy, the craziest day of my life, I won $75,000 on DraftKings. And, uh, so I was like, I'm going to fucking propose tonight. As I'm winning this money, she was on the phone with her friend because she had opened her salon that day. So it was just like this really big day. She opens the salon. I win $75,000. i am i am in the shower. I'm like, I go, hey, babe, get us a reservation at Ocean Prime, the steakhouse, the nice steakhouse down the street. So then I'm in the shower. I was like, I'm going to, I should propose today. So anyway, there's way more to the story. But anyway, I just proposed, right? And then, um, so then we were engaged for like uh, almost a year and then we end up breaking up. And then, so then like about a month ago, I reach into my underwear drawer and there's, there's only one pair of boxers in there and I pull them out and it's this special $50 engagement boxers. And I'm sitting there like, I have this moment, like, do I wear these? I'm, they like made me sad. I was like, do, do I wear it? What do I do? You know? And I was like, well, fuck it. They're the only clean pair of boxers I have. I'm just going to wear them. So I wore them. I went to Comedy Works. I did a show. And then I, after the show, we went across the street to this bar that used to be me and her favorite bar and uh, this bar called the Red Square, this cool Russian bar where it's just an awesome bar. But she's not there. I'm kind of sad. So I just started drinking, you know? And I used to, I, I drink, she would make me drink seltzers a lot because I have a gluten allergy. But I was like, fuck it, man. I'm single. I'm a grown man. Again, I'm drinking beer like a man. So I just am pounding these Russian beers. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I was like, fuck, man, I, I, I think I'm going to fart. And I think I'm going to fart. And I just fucking shit in my pants. But I didn't think I'd. I shit that much, right? So I go into, you know, I waddle into the bathroom and I get in the stall and I pull my pants down. And I look, you know, thinking I can clean this up a little bit and just make it through the night and wash them when I get home. And I look and I was like, man, I fucking fully shit in my boxers. <laughs> so now I'm like cleaning my ass up. And then I'm like, so as I'm taking these boxers off, it's like this moment of closure. I'm like, it's over. Like, this is a sign. <laughs> like, we're never getting back together again. Like, this is, this is it. So I take off these boxers and I'm just sitting there and they're sitting there on the floor, just covered in shit. But I clean myself up and then I walk over and there's, you know, there's a trash can in the bathroom and I just, and I just put them in the trash can. I have one last moment, like, all right, man, this is it. These are the engagement boxers. I guess, I guess it's really over. We're not getting back together. This is the sign. So I, I put the boxers in the trash, right? Then I walk out to the bar. I order another beer, and I'm just sitting there at the bar. My asshole itches, and I'm just sitting there like, I'm a fucking loser. Like, I'm 40 years old. I just shit my pants. Like, I see why she left me. I'm I'm a fucking loser. Who's going to marry a guy that shits his pants? So I'm feeling all sad, and I'm like, all right, just stop thinking about it. Just So I try to take my mind off, and I pull my phone out, and I start scrolling through Instagram, right? And all of my friends from Comedy Works are there, the Comedy Works staff. I'm going through the Comedy Works stories. My buddy Logan's story pops up, and it's a fucking picture of my boxers in the trash. And it just says, somebody's having a rough night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. My girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend follows him on Instagram. She's going to know those are my boxers, and I shit my pants. So now I'm running <laughs> through the bar trying to find Logan. I find Logan. I go, yo. Dude, come here. I just saw your story. He goes, yeah. Somebody shit their pants. I was like, yeah, man, it's me. Those are my lucky engagement boxers. You got to fucking delete that picture before she sees it. 
and realizes what a great move it was to fucking get rid of me. So, <laughs> so that was it, man. I, I just oh recently my shipped, shipped my shipped my pants just the other day in these very special fifty dollar engagement boxes that are now uh, like my my relationship. That so uh, they're long gone, and wow. so uh, starting over with some new boxes and maybe a new girlfriend. We'll see, but yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. it. And, and you know what's crazy to even double down on this? I know we're out of time. But to even show why no one should marry me is the other day, I fucking pissed my pants. Whoa! Pull out. <laughs> I'm at a concert. So my buddy's band is playing. Shout out to Chancey Williams, my favorite band. They were playing in my hometown. It was a big deal. They're my favorite band. And they're, he's on stage. He's wrapping up. And I, so I was in like this little VIP area. And I knew how far it was to get to the bathrooms because I, I was, it was 10 nights of shows. So this is on the second night. And um, so I, I kind of had it in my mind how long I could hold it. And then so right when the concert ends, I take off. But for some reason, the shit all bottlenecked up. And I was stuck in like this thing. And I knew I had to piss. So I jump over a fence, jump over another fence. I run into this building. And I'm like a little kid prancing around, grabbing my dick. I knew I was close. And I'm standing in line next to a dude that I've known for a while. He's just talking to me like, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, I'm good, man. I just have to pee. I have to pee. And I was like four away because, you know, it's in the middle of a concert. He was the opening act and waiting for Dirk Bentley to come on. And it was raining outside that night. So luckily I was in this big raincoat, like a duster that goes all the way down to my feet. And I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, four away. And then I was three away. I was like, I'm going to make it. And then my dick's like, nope. And I just full out fucking piss my pants in the middle of this building, surrounded by all these people I know and everything. Just pee running down both sides of my legs. But I was in that big duster, so then I just un- I buttoned the bottom two. So then I went in and peed what little I had left after I just full-out pissed both sides of my pants. And then I just uh, went in and peed the little I could, and then I just came out and I, I buttoned up the bottom of the duster so no one could see my jeans. And then I just got two more beers and went out and watched the rest of the concert. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad I asked you this question because <laughs> – because we have a debate on this show where Jason thinks that just no one ever shits no, their pants and nobody, that it's not nobody, He's right. Nobody, that no respectable adult does. But yeah, I'm, I'm not saying respectable <laughs> adults, but I'm saying people shit their pants and me and you are well, two sh- of those people. Shitting, that, the gluten thing gets me. So like, yeah, I, I need to stay away from gluten because when, when it hits, it's like 45 seconds. It just, my body just goes and... 45 44 and then i gotta fucking panic and i i usually make it and you know this time i my body tricked me but this i haven't peed my pants since i was five years old or something but so that one was like uh i was just stuck in no man's land and my you know maybe when i was younger i had i could hold it but my body's like now we're good and it just let it go yeah but i i I can understand like like shit in your pants like you can hold your cheeks together if you yeah. really got to go and you're like, oh, I, I've got to go. Like, you can hold it together. Nah, but there are times where, like, on this podcast where we've gone over and I literally <laughs> thought I was going to piss myself because I had to go so bad. So here's the thing. We're just reversed is the thing. Yeah, but I've never pissed I've myself never come for the show here. My, my pants. <laughs> but there have been times where I thought I was going to. I'm like, I'm on the verge of, like, there's no way I can hold it any longer. Like I have yeah. to go. 
Imagine that, but with your shit. Yeah. See, I can hold my pee pretty well. That was the one time I just ran out of time because I was drinking all day too. But my shit, I can't. Even if I squeeze the cheeks and all that, <laughs> with the gluten thing, it's not like regular. Because it's not like... Yeah. I mean, not to be too gross. It's just a fucking blast. It's like, yeah, it's dude, I'm like the same way. It is just a <laughs> boom. It's not like a full shit. It's just like, it's a rocket. So you yeah. can like, it's like trying to keep a bull in a china shop. And you're like, Go, no, 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 no. And eventually the bull's like, yeah, oh, good effort. Boom. <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. I shit with so much force that there's just yeah. no possible way that you can keep it there's back. Something, I, I mean, the moral of this podcast is my. there's something wrong with my body in every aspect. <laughs> my dick doesn't work. My That's so true. Here. I, you know, I can't. I, I just am going to die alone, and I've come to accept that because uh, who wants to put up with this shit all the time? Welcome to your 40s. With a shitty asshole. <laughs> you, know, you can't take your boyfriend out when he when he's my shit, shit at your friend's house and then not fuck you when you get home. It's, you know? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm single ladies but i'm not much of a catch if anybody's watching yeah <laughs> there's somebody out there for that, that wants we'll just that <laughs> dude if it's any woman that watches this podcast she'd be lucky to have you bro <laughs> <laughs> uh, chomping at the bit yeah well, dude we... i i'm glad i asked you that because you fucking you hit the nail right on the head and then double down with a piss story oh, i'm just gross i'm sorry dude for the grossness that's, yeah, just... that's what we do here all right <laughs> exactly what we do bro well dude thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show so man. Much for having me, man let's do it again anytime I absolutely anytime but uh what um where can everybody find you on the internet uh you can find me at your closest public restroom <laughs> uh, <laughs> no uh, you can just find me brant tobler b-r-a-n-d-t-t-o-b-l-e-r that's instagram facebook all of that if anybody's anywhere near Philly, I'm shooting an hour special at the Helium oh, nice. in Philadelphia, September 11th. Um, my book is called Free Roll. It's available anywhere books are available, and the Audible version um, is read by me, which I'm very proud of. I think it's it's cool. So if you like Audible, it's everyone says it's cool to hear me read the book. So uh, yeah, my book I'm so proud of. It's full of crazy stories, and then. Um, I'll probably hit the road probably in October. So we'll see. And I have a podcast called the 31 and Craigslist chaos. Those are all still, they all hold the, the 31, just me interviewing famous comedians. Uh, and then Craigslist chaos is still there and they, they hold up. If you're looking for a fun podcast, I haven't done any more of them, but I think there's a hundred episodes. And if you, uh, if you started episode one, cause I, I would get some of the reoccurring fucking weirdo so it's funny I, I say i worried about them, them suing me but it's just white trash and like the craziest people i don't think could ever afford a lawyer but <laughs> it's a it's a fun listen to you can just pick it up at any episode because it's it's literally me just getting on craigslist and calling anyone dumb enough to put their phone number on there and then just talking <laughs> shit to them about whatever they posted about so that's all that but yeah get my my book is what i recommend and then uh come see me uh, if you're in denver or all my tour dates are on branchilber.com Awesome. Well, Jacob, what you got coming up before we get out of here? Uh, I'm headlining at the Sky Bar at the Reef, 825, August 25th. Come see me uh, do a little 30-minute headlining gig there. 
And if you would like to see all the awesome guests that we have uh, coming up on Open Micers Podcast, I just bit, booked some fucking really great comics for September. And the rest of August is fucking stacked. Go to Open Micers Podcast or openmicers.com. It's both the same website. And uh, my band, Falls from Grace, is going to be at the Cannery in Biloxi, Mississippi, opening for Post Profit this Saturday, August 13th. Uh, get your tickets now, thesound228.com. Tickets are 10 bucks, and uh, it's going to be an awesome show. So, Brant, thank you again for coming on the show, man. We'll have you going again you real soon. Yeah, anytime, man. I really enjoyed it. The time flew by. So thank you so much, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. And if you'd like yeah. to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and Instagram. Open my, openmikers.com will take you. Where does that take you, Jacob? To our uh, Patreon. Website. Website. Takes us to the new website that we have. You can get to everything yeah. from there. And uh, we will see you guys next week.